Our mythology is full of example of fathers. Take the example of Cronus, the one who ate all of his children. He ends up being defeated by them. On the other hand, see major religions such as Christianity, where God is doubly perceived as the father and I would say triply perceived as the father and the teacher. I want to argue about something tonight and a lot of people are going to dismiss this idea saying that it's not a goal in itself. But as I believe there are a few goals that are worth pursuing, this is one of them. Being a strong father. And being a strong father doesn't mean being physically strong, although that helps, which is one of the reasons why a feeble, weak guy doesn't necessarily get diminished by this fact. But in certain situations, physical strength is good. But we're talking about fortitude. We're talking about inner strength. We're talking about not being sway. We're talking about being the rock. If you've ever seen the dynamics between a kid and his father and the kid and his mother, they're completely different. And I'm just gonna discuss the dynamics between a kid and his father. And that's even more obvious with little girls, right? Because boys, when they're young, even if they get hit, even if they're aggressive, because young boys are five times more aggressive than young girls, and that's a fact. That's why they get treated for ADD, right? So the ADD cases, 75% of them are young boys, which is completely wrong, because young boys have an innate aggression, which comes from our biology. And yeah, definitely, you have to make your child understand how to behave, to behave in the society. But young boys wrestle, young boys fight. I remember I was four, five, six, and I was in the kindergarten. And whenever the teacher would leave, bless her soul, like she was one of the most incredible people. I'm not sure if she's alive or not. I've lost contact but uh, after she, you know, retired, but uh, she had such a golden soul. But after she would leave the room, guess what the boys would do? We would get into the middle of the room and do wrestling championships. And um, me and another guy would always win them because obviously, right? Um, but yeah, I've been a pretty aggressive guy and I've had the benefit and um, I'm happy that I've never been medicated for that. So boys are aggressive in themselves and when they get hit, they get hurt, they kind of, you know, just laugh it off, maybe cry for 10 seconds but then realize that hey, it's not the end of the world, so what if I try again, right? And the same goes with, uh, with young girls. But young girls, when they get hit or when they trip and fall, what they usually do 
they usually run back to their parents, especially to their fathers, right? They, they start crying and they just want comfort. And again, it's for 10 seconds. They just run back to their parents. The dad says, hey, it's gonna be fine. You're alright. Uh, who's my beautiful girl or whatnot? And then, like, it's like magic. She stops. She's not crying anymore, right? The best thing that you can be in this generation, in this society, because all of us are going to get there eventually sooner or later. And actually, in terms of men, only 30% of men get to reproduce, right? So, and that number is decreasing as a percentage, obviously. So, less and less men get to reproduce. That's one thing. And the second thing is that out of those who reproduce, being a strong father is one of the best things that you can be. It teaches your children about, first of all, if you're a strong father, you are keeping the polarity going in the relationship with the mother, you're treating her well, you court her, you, you both have a good relationship, you banter with her, things are always light-hearted, you know how to diffuse the situation, uh, you know how to keep the issues outside of the home. Uh, there are a few things that, you know, you learn how to do as you grow older, as you grow up, and as you learn certain things and you experience certain things, right? And kids definitely need a strong, stern figure. Why is that? Because they need to be told no. You've seen all of those kids raised in the UK, for example, because I've lived there. In the UK, first of all, there are a lot of single mothers. And I'm not saying that anything good or bad or whatnot, but they usually don't tend to say no to their children. Their parenting style is something like, I'm gonna let my child do whatever he or she likes, because that's how he or she learns. No, the child has to know how to behave in the society. Why is that? Well, there are two reasons. Why? One, if your children is, if your child, sorry, is not gonna behave, then his peers are going to hate him and ostracize him. He's going to be left alone. You don't want that because a child that by the age of four or five cannot be part of a society has a 90% chance of juvenile delinquency. Those are facts, those are statistics, please go and just google the research papers. A child that's not properly socialized has a high chance of not knowing how to control his emotions and his aggressiveness, which is innate because at the end of the day, we're just more complicated animals. And the second thing, the second reason why you want the child to behave is that you want to offer him or her a role model of how you should act in the society. And you always want to have a proper model of one, relationships, because if you're not showing up as a father, if you're literally absent or if you're terrible, your relationship with the mother is terrible, and let's say you have two teenage girls, they're going to have shitty relationships. That's why they're going to run with the dickheads, with the crackheads, with the addicts. That's why, because that usually comes from 
poor relationship behaviors that they have seen and I know I know you shouldn't blame the environment so much for something but the first way in which we, we understand how to relate to the opposite sex is by seeing our parents how they treat each other let me tell you this very funny fact if the woman in the relationship rolls her eyes there is a 30% chance that she's going to divorce her husband in the next year since she started doing it, right? Again, it has been a study done on that. It's fascinating. When she starts, you know, despising the man that she's with and that's because he either doesn't show up or he does something wrong, like, see, you, ne you should never stop being the man that she had fallen in love with despite aging, despite growing, despite hardships and if you don't think that's fair it's not, but don't argue with me argue with the man upstairs or woman upstairs or whomever it might be I don't know what I know is that if you're not gonna show up it doesn't matter, even after 10 years of marriage even after 15 years of marriage eventually she's gonna fed up she's gonna find somebody who does the things right especially if she still maintained her femininity right so here's the deal you have two choices as I see it, uh, the reality you can either choose to be a strong father to be a good fatherly figure or you can either choose to not have kids at all Doing a half-assed job just leaves a lot of people with A, daddy issues. Like, the amount of girls with daddy issues, it's bloody insane. And guess what? Guess what you cannot have with a girl with daddy issues? A serious relationship based on trust and respect. Guess who's gonna lie in a relationship? The person with daddy issues, right? Trust me, it's not sexy, it's not fun, it's being romanticized over and over again and yeah call me daddy and all that bullshit it's not fun it's obnoxious it's terrible and because you know there are so many single mothers there are so many boys and girls because you know being a sing single mother has nothing to do with the gender of your child right if you're a single mother the issue is that you need somehow to have both masculine and feminine in your children's life because otherwise they're not gonna know how to act in certain areas of their life. That's why you see boys raised by single mothers who are terribly feminine, who are terribly indecisive, who don't know what to do. And girl ra girls raised without a father, well, honestly, they don't trust men and they have all the reasons not to, right? But here is a caveat. If you're a single mother, hopefully your father can be a good fatherly figure. Even if he's the grandpa, right? It doesn't matter who, who it is. Maybe it's even your mother. Maybe your mother is in her masculine, right? And she can be the strong one. Like, 
For example, I know an incredibly strong grandmother and she, she's just like, she, it cracks me up each time when I remember of her because she passed away, God bless her soul, but she was so strong, she raised six children and literally her husband died, right, when, um, when she was pregnant with the last child, uh, she, the husband died in, uh, it was in military, right, I, I don't think it was the second world war, I don't want to say something stupid, but I think that was the case, but I'm not sure. It might have been right after the Second World War, right? Because it's been 10 years since I've last heard this story. So, she was incredibly strong, incredibly uh, there for their children. But the problem with that was their children all were raised without femininity. And they didn't know how to bond, they didn't know how to connect. And uh, some of them really struggled with, let's say, the law during their lives, right? Um, and those are sad examples because, see, if people can understand what's right and what's wrong, and the issues that they are um, taking home from their parents, then they can go back and fix them. But most of the people don't. Psychology is a study that was demonized until 20 years ago. Especially in Eastern Europe. We still have this idea that only crazy people need a psychologist. So, what I'm trying to say is that the best thing that a man can be, if you have a child, a boy, a girl, it doesn't matter, is to be a strong father, is to be a cool father, a father that enjoys having fun, a father that plays with her ch his child. Um, apparently <laughs> today um, I cannot pronounce words properly, but uh, that aside, yes, a father should do all of those things, those exploratory actions, um, walks in parks, um, playing football, playing basketball, generally sports, right? Um, riding the bicycle. Um, and all sorts of activities that imply some sort of risk. And definitely, if possible, to include the mother as well, that would be great. And also, the other way around, like nurturing activities, which are... Uh, reading bedtime stories That's something that a mother would do but fathers can also do that like there is no issue in that Okay, or talking about how a day in the child's life was That's something that usually mothers ask about. It's just that's what comes naturally. Okay, that's what it happens But again, there is nothing wrong about a father also talking with his child so, you cannot go right or wrong, and as long as you're a team with your partner, uh, then honestly, that's, that's great, that's the best that you can aim for, as long as you still are able to maintain that zap in your relationship, right? That's, that's your main role, right? Your main role as a strong father is not towards the child, 
because the mother is going to be fully focused on the child. Your, your role is to be focused on the mother and your relationship with her. You shouldn't let the romance disappear. You shouldn't let the romance die off. You should still have getaways, right? Um, you should still go out for the weekends and just let your child with your grandparents for a while. Um, you know, at least once per week, go on a date with your wife. You can take your child with you on the date, right? And then you can put your child to sleep and then go back to the, to the city center or whatnot. There are many ways in which you can do it. And I'm, not defini I'm definitely not telling you what or how you should be doing this. All I'm trying to advocate for is that there are so many little things that are worth more than being a proper father. Then don't miss it. That's the thing. I'm not on my way to becoming a dad. I'm, I'm probably, I'm not even sure if I will ever be a dad. Uh, I'm at least five years away from that because at the moment that, <laughs> like, that's not even uh, a thought in my brain, right? And I would argue that for a guy, you wouldn't want to be uh, under 35 if you want to have a child. Obviously, if you have one earlier, just love the child and that's it like you it happened right but if you want to plan it over 35 that's for me the age that i would be thinking of ideally it would be with a woman that would be at least five years younger than you so there's that <laughs> right but I'm uh, I'm digressing right now. I hope this was useful and I hope you're going to take the good points that I made. And disregard what you don't think it's useful because the, ne the world needs stronger and better dads. Right? Yes, the world overall, the main issue is with the men right now. Okay? The men are weak, the men are feeble, the men are lazy, the men are lame. Uh, they're powerless and some of them are even violent but why is that you also have to have a structure to help them and a very important chain in that structure is the father look at the italian families look at the relationship between the father and the son look how close they are the father has the role of the mentor in the life of his son and the role of the protector in the life of his daughter. That's what I believe in, that that's what I think would be really beneficial, because then your daughters and your sons are going to be raised with good moral values, because that's what kids need in order to become good adults, proper adults, pro proper adults that can build something that leads to the greater good. So don't be afraid, be a strong, stern father. 